Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now, back to the Larry Kudlow Show on 77 WABC. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Larry Kudlow. By the way, I haven't even done a promo for my own show on Fox Business. Every day, Monday through Friday, 4 to 5 p.m., title of the show is Kudlow. Please join us. It's lots of fun. Lots of fun. Anyway, I've got Bjorn Lomborg, president of Copenhagen Consensus, uh, author, visiting fellow at the Hoover uh, Institution, and he's a former director of the Danish government's Environmental Assessment Institute in Copenhagen. Uh, Bjorn, thanks for coming back on Double Duty. You were on the TV show. Here you are on radio. But I think your your op-ed in the journal a couple days ago, today's soaring energy prices are only the beginning and that current net zero plans are going to cost many, many trillions of dollars while doing little to slow global warming. Now that, you know, that's a lot of, you've packed in a lot of important thoughts there. I don't think people understand the cost side of the climate uh, change issue or the climate solution issue. So tell us no, that's uh, right. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I don't think governments, Bjorn, I don't think governments have been honest about this or, or you know, an, analysts have been honest about this. You've got supporters and detractors and so forth. What kind of numbers are you looking at for the, the average person? Well, Larry, it's great to be back. And you're absolutely right. Uh, most government officials and, and certainly uh, uh, most campaigners are almost suggesting to you that you're going to be rich if you go green. Uh, but, of course, uh, the evidence belies that. If you actually were to be rich, we wouldn't need all these grand conferences where everybody tries to twist everyone else's arm to make grand promises far off into the future that they then don't actually live up to. Uh, remember, if you look at British climate policy, for instance, uh, the, uh, the British uh, uh, electricity prices, a little bit like the Americans, dropped about sixfold over the 20th century. But because of global warming, they haven't continued declining. They've actually doubled since then because mostly we're trying to replace cheap and effective and reliable, mostly fossil fuel energy with green energy. Now, look, global warming is a real problem, but the way that we're going about it, making this incredibly expensive right now, every year, uh, people in Britain pays about 10 billion pounds more because of these green uh, 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 attempts to uh, reduce carbon emissions. That has real costs. And if you keep piling on those costs, people are eventually going to say, no, I'm not going to pay for that. That is the real problem with the price of uh, uh, climate policy costs. Yes, climate is a real problem, but the policies that we try to achieve with, uh, with climate policies also have costs, and they could end up costing many, many trillions of dollars. Yeah, that, that's the thing. So, okay, so here's, try to get to the nub of this. We are living on fossil fuels. And in the main, I think it's fair to say we still are. I, mean, I know renewables are, are picking up a bit, but in the U.S. anyway, I think it's still less than 5%. Uh, fossil fuels are still the bulk of it, 75 or 80%. Um, the question here is the transition, Bjorn Lomborg. And, and I think... <sighs> You want to solve climate, but wouldn't it be nice if we solved climate issues, carbon emissions issues, 
with a real plan, not just saying, all right, we're going to end it by 2025, we're going to end it by 2035, or whatever the uh, net, uh, uh, net zero plan is, or 2050. Do we really, at this point, have a viable alternative in the works that we know? I mean, it's no, sort of like we're... Not, <laughs> you know, not really. What, what was it in the old no, days... The, remember when when people were traveling the oceans in the Middle Ages and they didn't have maps and they thought the world was flat and you'd see these things. And if you go over a certain line, there be dragons. <laughs> That's what yeah. this is like to me. There be dragons. Well, what's out there? Well, uh, what most people don't get, I think, is that right now we have batteries for a couple of minutes. The world has batteries for the electricity consumption for less than two minutes. Huh. Uh, and by the end of this decade, by 2030, we might have batteries enough for 11 minutes. So when huh. the sun stops shining or the wind stops blowing, we have enough for about two minutes. And by the uh, end of this decade, about 11 minutes. Of course, that's not going to do anything. So mm. what we're really doing right now is we're setting up lots and lots of wind uh, mills and and, and solar panels, we're feeling incredibly good about ourselves, but they're all backed up mostly by fossil fuels. You're absolutely right. Uh, about 79% of the world's energy comes from fossil fuels. And the rest, it's not solar and wind. It's mostly hydro. And then the big thing is that we're burning wood. That's mm. what we've done for millions <laughs> for thousands of years at least. So the reality is when you're just saying, oh, let's try to get more. What happens is, and you're seeing this in Germany and, and, and California and elsewhere, is that all the sun produces energy at the same time. All the wind produces energy at the same time. So they become almost worthless. And so what you often see is prices drop to zero or even below zero. What you have is a system that you cannot actually replicate up to 100% or not even up to 80%. You can go a little green. But what you're really doing is you're just making it much, much more costly mm. for ordinary people to keep the lights on. That's why the Bank of America tells us that to get to net zero, and of course you can do anything, as you know, if you're willing to put enough money to it. But what they tell us is we're going to be paying, if we actually want to go to net zero, $150 trillion over the next 30 years. That's mm. pretty much two times the GDP of every nation on the planet of Earth. It's more every year than everyone, all nations, all states, and all households pay for education every year. This is a lot of money. Mm. And I have to ask ourselves, are we really willing to do that? And the answer is no. Most people are not willing to do that. $150 trillion over 30 years, is that's almost an unimaginable number, Bjorn. I mean, honestly, it's almost unimaginable. It is. It is. What's crucial is this is not a, an outlier. This is actually academic evidence shows as well uh, by mid-century the global cost. If we do everything like smart with just one carbon price across the global, it'll cost around $8 trillion a year. Mm. We look at the U.S., a new study from Nature shows that just to cut 80%, which is much, much less than what Biden is promising, 100% by 2050, 80% by uh, 2050, it will cost the U.S. $1 trillion 
every year. $1,000 per person per year. Remember, the average, sorry, sorry, the majority of the uh, U.S. population will, are not willing to pay $110 a year. Mm. You cannot ask them then to say, all right, let's spend $5,300 per person per year. That's, you know, $20,000 for a family of four. There's no way you can have people pay that. That's why if you want to avoid the yellow vest protest, as you saw in France, mm. you have to find a smarter and cheaper way to fix climate. Yeah, I mean, it would seem to me, uh, and, and look, like you, I am not a climate denier, but I'd rather not destroy our economies in the process of exactly. changing. So wouldn't we, we need some modesty and humility here, plan things out slowly and show people what the options are, the alternatives and the options are over a longer period of time. I would think if you did that, if government people did that, they'd get more support for what they're trying to do. And you would, and this is crucial, you would actually have a chance to get a plan that will work. Right now, we're just making up as we go along. I think most climate are, uh, 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 campaigners are basically just saying, let's get as much sun and as much wind in there, and then we'll deal with the problems that we know we'll get when they arrive. Of course, now they're arriving. That's what's happening, for instance, in Europe. We just had about nine months of below average wind, which is why we're now basically at the mercy of Putin and Russia, which mm. is why we have incredibly high uh, energy prices. It's not the only reason, but what it tells us is this is what happens when you do unplanned climate policy. You eventually end up in a place where most voters are going to vote you out. Mm-hmm. It is cheap, green, baseload power. Notice what happened when the U.S. Well, fracking. Fracking basically makes gas much, much cheaper, and that made gas much cheaper than coal. This matters for climate because gas emits about half as much CO2 as coal does because gas became cheaper. The U.S. has reduced its carbon emissions more than any other nation in the 2010s. This is not because of Obama or because of President Trump. It was because gas was cheaper than coal. Hmm. If we could make green energy cheaper than fossil fuels, everyone would switch, not just rich, well-meaning Americans and the rest of the rich world, but crucially, China, India, and Africa, which is going to be the main emitters of the 21st century. If you want a solution, you focus on innovation. If you just want to feel good, sure, you can just waste lots of money and get virtually nowhere. But I'm assuming that most of the people who are worried about climate change actually want it to be fixed and not just be a virtue signal. Hmm. I'm hung up on, we have two minutes of batteries. (laughs) That's not enough. (laughs) It's just not enough. No, it isn't. All right, Bjorn Lomborg, you're great. And I think most people just don't get that, right? That we have this idea, oh, we have all, you know, obviously all these smart people wouldn't just be, you know, uh, running ahead with with no plan. But literally, that is what we're doing right now. And that's why I think you're absolutely right to say we need to have, Governments tell us, how are you going to do that? Imagine if you could innovate the price of, uh, for instance, fusion or fission. Uh, Mm. Fission right now is too expensive, but if we could get nuclear power to be cheaper than fossil fuels. It's not right now, but if we could, we would all go to nuclear and we'd be done with it. We'd have Mm. baseload power, we'd have very cheap power, and it would have no CO2 impact. 
There's lots of other ways we can do this, but we need an innovation that will actually get us through to there rather than just people saying, you're going to pay $5 trillion a, a year, mm. which most people are just going to say no to. Well, we need to pursue this nuclear fusion uh, and fission. That's really important. That'll be the next subject. Anyway, Bjorn Lomborg, Sorry. Copenhagen Consensus Hoover Institution. Thank you, Bjorn. Happy New Year, buddy. Take care. Folks, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to bring in Tyler Goodspeed, uh, talk about the jobs report and why Joe Biden seems to hate supply-siders. I'm Larry Kudlow. Please stick around. Talk Radio 77 WABC. It's the Larry Kudlow Show. Free market prosperity starts here. Now, here's Larry Kudlow. 